the big wireless companies sold you an outdated plan tied to long-term contracts and mystery fees. Simple Mobile's different. You get a lightning-fast 4G LTE nationwide network with no contract ever. And keep the phone and number you love. Just text the word BYOP to 611611 to see if your phone is compatible. Simple Mobile. Out with the old, in with the simple. Standard text message and data rates may apply based on your mobile phone service. Please refer always to the privacy policy at simplemobile.com slash privacy policy and the terms and conditions at simplemobile.com slash terms and conditions. Hello, and welcome to Everyday Connection with your hosts, Rico Shields and Jean Victoria Norlock. Bringing your inner life to your everyday life. Welcome, everybody, to this now episode of Everyday Connection. I'm Rico Shields, and yet again, far to the north in the Fortress of Solitude, Jean Victoria Norlock. How are you, Jean? I'm good, Rick. I'm beginning to really like mornings, doing the show in the morning. I know you're probably going to shoot me for that it's 8 a.m. over there. <laughs> um, but well, yeah, no, I like this. I like this daytime thing. It's good. The daytime thing the is good. The, 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 the recording thing, I think, is going to be really great in the long run for everybody because um, uh, for us over here, guys, it's much more relaxed. Uh, you know, the show's on at, at X time. That's when the show starts. And, you know, you guys can show up five minutes late because, you know, all you're going to miss is Gene and I bantering and, you know, <laughs> what's that worth? And, and, <laughs> And it's no big deal, but we can't show up five seconds late or things don't happen. And um, and same for our guest, you know. And now we don't have that be on stage this instant. Uh, we, of course, set up a time, but it's much more relaxed. And so I think that even more brilliance is going gonna, is gonna to come out because there's no pressures of that time thing. What is, that, what is that time thing anyway? <laughs> because... I don't know. You know, it's very inconvenient. Like you said, it's, it's 8 a.m. over here. It's 10 a.m. where you are. It's like 4 p.m. where our, our guest today is. So, um, it, it what time? Yeah, we're what? all still here chatting, having a conversation from across the oceans, and that's really cool because it's time. And wherever you are listening to this, what time is it there? Does it matter? Because it's yeah, right now. It's right now. And, and <laughs> that's why I've, you know, I wondered what am I going to say now that I, you know, for so long have been saying, you know, welcome to this May the 13th, 2013 episode. What what do I do? And I took my usual stance on that, which was, I don't know. And till just now when I pulled the trigger and it came out, welcome to this now edition. That's well. <laughs> That pretty much sums it up, Jean. Yeah. It makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this is our first official recorded show after a, yet another evening of uh, internet, not so much. So um, this is where we've – this is our first switchover show. Ha. Although I don't know where that will be in the line of shows as we podcast them and, and put them out to you guys. So I have no idea, but this is our first switchover show. Officially. Yeah, since we officially said – Okay, George, we get it. And um, 
Because, wow, uh, last, last night it was, you know, my connection, your connection. And then, then we tried to talk after we gave up on having a live show and rescheduled our guests to come back and tape with us. Um, you and I tried to talk like two or three times. And every time it was worse <clears throat> until the last time that you called me or I – the last time we tried to talk – my internet connection actually went out for like five minutes. And I was like, hey, look, don't you call me again, because if you do, I'm going to lose my internet for like days. Don't do it. Because <laughs> George can make a point. Tell you, yeah, when the executive producer says to do something, you do it, apparently, because he'll shut down your whole system. That's just the way it is. Yeah, you don't sit here and figure but, out how to do it that fits in with what you think ought to happen because you've already done certain things or planned certain things, because... You know, That's right. the executive producer is like, yeah, but is it in I, your plan? I make the plan. <laughs> Mine. <clears throat> and, um, George. Because the internet is Speaking of plans. for us for days now. The guys from Jade Forest climbed towers and replaced electronics and changed upgraded stuff so that we could have super cool internet. And I have not had one bit of trouble with the internet here, except when we've tried to do a live show in the, like the last two weeks. So there, there you go. Oh, well, trouble with the trucks with the Jake brakes. I hope here comes the rain again. Not coming. Through. No, that's a trucker. Jake brakes. Oh, that's a uh, truck. Oh, okay. So I guess I'll uh, introduce. We have we have with us today. Um, well, the peace guy, the peace dude, the peace fellow. Um, and and we'll let some that, guy. Yeah, some guy. That's, <laughs> we have some guy, okay. some girl. That's you know, we don't plan the guests either. Okay. George does that too. So, uh, but we have with us today Adam Stein. Welcome, Adam. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on. Ah, we're glad you could join us today. Absolutely, our pleasure. Uh, it's, the pleasure is all mine. Thanks, thanks for thanks for including me in this in this. Pretty cool project you guys have going. <laughs> it's a fun game. We like Hi, to play. I can see that. I can already tell. Talking to people <laughs> from around the world. Yeah. <laughs> so, Adam, we'll get right to it, and we'll ask the big question, the big scary question, Oof. the dreaded drum roll. Uh, question. <laughs> and yeah, where is my drum roll, Rick? Why don't I have a drum roll for that? That's I'm a good, still good working on that. Beat. You should listen to him. Work on, work on that. Um, <laughs> Adam. Who on earth are you, and what do you do? Oof, that is a big question. <laughs> it's huge. It's massive. Oof. Um, who am I? I mean, I guess, I guess that's what we spend a lifetime trying to find out. Um, I'm currently, I'm about to start a master's program at uh, Leiden University in Holland. Uh, it's a master's in international relations and diplomacy. Uh, I just arrived here last night. Um, from from the states, so I guess that's what I do. I'm a student, um, uh, although I always obviously I wasn't I was haven't been a student. Um, I took a few years off of college. Um, well, it was more than a few years, but I did one semester right after high school, um, and then I decided it just wasn't wasn't the time for me, uh, and so I sort of had to do some other some other exploration. Um, and sort of in that journey, some odd and end jobs, but I ended up uh, in California, and I had my own um, uh, gardening business and then a, uh, a catering business with my sister. 
Uh, and then uh, several, several years later, just sort of had this, this kind of an epiphany, really, um, that, that I had more to offer the world than, than what I was doing. Um, and I had particular passions and interests that I wanted to, to pursue in, the, in, that, in that endeavor. And I uh, decided to go back to school. Uh, and I finished my undergrad. I actually just graduated uh, from Portland State University in Portland, Oregon. Uh, and now I'm continuing that journey in, in Holland for grad school. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm doing. Um, maybe more of who I am will come out in this, in this interview. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, yes, that's what you're doing, but who are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you, you, you gave uh, a really good answer. One of our, one of our better answers to the, who are you thing? Oh, thank you. He did answer that question, Jane. He just, it was really short. <laughs> well, I guess that's what we spend a lifetime trying to figure true. out. Good, good answer. Very good true. answer. Thank oh, you. good answer. Very true. So Holland, Holland, Adam. Why Holland? I gotta ask because um, I mean, you could say why not, but yeah, no, that's 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 a, that's a fair question. Um, I first, so I'm I'm 33 years old. Uh, I first came to Holland when I was 10. Um, my my dad had taken me. Uh, this is a very long. This will be a long answer to this question. Um, my my dad took me out of school for six months um, during from my fifth grade year. Um, about a year and a half prior, he was he was diagnosed with cancer, um, and you know had surgery and had it removed and sort of taken care of it, and it was it was gone. But he was he was really worried that um, that that he would be gone before we really got a chance to know each other. Uh, so one day he he approached me with a very a very simple question for an eight year old. Well, seemingly a simple question for for an eight year old. Uh, would I, if I had a choice, would I rather go to Africa or go to India? Uh, and I thought about it for about you know ten seconds and said, well, I I I really don't like bugs, and I know there's bugs in Africa, uh, and I really like Indian food. So so let's go to India. Um, so that. So I, I didn't realize that there was an actual intention behind this question, but uh, through that, um, he he planned a, a six month trip six month trip um, that took us in about a dozen countries, um, including India. Wow. Uh, and and at the end of the end of that trip, we were in, in Western Europe, um, uh, and we went to Holland, and and so I was, that was the first time I've been to Holland. Um, and in 23 years, I've probably been back, I mean, 15, 15 different times. Um, just, wow. just fall in love with the country. It, it's, it's a really, it's just so, feels like a warm, kind, open, um, just really interesting, interesting country. I, I'm, I'm a big fan of history and obviously Europe, there's, there's quite a bit of history. Um, it just it has a very interesting mix of, of of people and cultures and and there's just sort of this this atmosphere of, of openness that allows people to to kind of uh, converse and come together here that I think is pretty special. Um, my dad currently lives in France, um, so it was uh, a really nice. It wasn't the only reason, but it was a, it was a really good incentive um, for me to come to Europe. I've always uh, I've wanted to to live close to him. Um, and so this was a great opportunity. And you know, and Holland is you know, I'm I'm 10 minutes from the Hague, and it's sort of this 
the center of international law, international relations that that is very uh, is very appealing for for what I want to study. So uh, I was really uh, I always for a, a number of years I felt that my next move would be uh, out of the country um, and sort of have felt that that Western Europe somewhere would be that <clears throat> that first destination. So it's it's kind of been in the back of my mind and then as as I got closer to completing the you know my goal of, of, of finishing my undergrad and then and then moving on, um I just I decided, you know, why not? Why not look for, look at schools and I uh, looked at a bunch of schools in a few different countries um and just found just this one just felt right. So yeah, you're certainly made, you're certainly right in the center of the constellation for the uh, business of international relations, uh, yeah, or, or one of the big ones, I guess you could say New York with the UN, but but particularly for international law and all that kind of thing, uh, The Hague and and uh, I have a friend from school that lives at The Hague, and uh, mm. uh, but I'm I'm interested to jump back a little bit for, to this yeah. trip, this six month trip. Uh, one, I was glad to hear that your dad's living in France, not not yeah. <laughs> buried somewhere. Um, but really, the the it, it sounds to me like the whole cancer turned out to be a good thing, probably for both of you. Um, I had an opportunity when I was ten years old to travel to multiple countries in Europe uh, with my parents, and I I decided then. I didn't. It wasn't like later when I was twenty or thirty. I decided then that all the kids in the United States needed to come actually see these places because it's not like it is in the book or the TV show. And um, uh, and found the international flavor, which sounds like one of the things you enjoy. Uh, you know, you even back when I was ten, you you could see somebody in you know, spiky punk looking hair talking to a <laughs> businessman in a suit and it just didn't seem like a big deal. Yeah. You know, and, and you just didn't see that when I was, you know, 40 years ago when I was 10, you didn't really see that in where I lived in Texas. You know, the people in cowboy hats didn't talk to the people that weren't wearing cowboy hats. Yeah. That's just the way that was. <clears throat> you yeah. don't listen yeah. to country music. Well, who are you, where well, are you from? <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't from around here, are you? <clears throat> you know, and um, uh, but that that must have been a really expansive experience, uh, both for culture, but also uh, how many parents, when their kids are that age, are like, you know, yeah. Well, I mean, might not get a I... chance to know each other. You know, yeah. I, I wish we didn't have to have things like cancer for parents to be like, you know, I bet my kid's really cool. I want to get to know him, and I want him to get to know me. Yeah. Well, I mean, for for, I mean, this this was this trip was probably the most transformational experience that uh, um, an influential experience that I've that I've had, and it's, it's sort of. I mean, I grew I grew up in New Hampshire in a I was born in Virginia, but I grew, I grew up in New Hampshire in a small town, um, three thousand people, all white, all Protestant. We were the only Jewish family, um, and you know my my parents had 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 done a, a ton of traveling, so th there was definitely, you know, I wasn't, for lack of a better term, you know, I wasn't like a, a redneck, you know, hick from New Hampshire, but you know there was I had some 
my, my family had a lot of international sort of experience already. Um, but still, I, you know, I, my world was very, was very small. Um, and, you know, when I, I did another, another trip when I was five with my family to Peru, which I can, which I can get into in a little bit. Um, but this, this, the, the trip when I was 10 really just, I mean, it opened, it opened my eyes, uh, uh, to the world uh, in, in so many ways. You know, I, I feel like at, at 10 years old, it's really the first time, or it's around the time when, when, when you start to start to get a little bit of an identity about yourself and, you, and, you, and you're questioning, you know, consciously questioning what's, what's, what, what's happening around you. Um, and and, and th- through, this, through this trip, you know, my, my interest in, in, in people and food and in history and religion and uh, in, in geography, um, that's I, I trace all of all of my passions, um, essentially back back to this back to this trip, um, and and my dad, I mean my dad is my, um, and I'm I'm pretty sure that, that we we would had the cancer not happened we still would have had had this had the the close relationship we do now, um, but it was just a, just a really, really incredible opportunity to, like you said, to, to bond on a, on a pretty special way. Um, that, that wouldn't, that wouldn't have happened in the way that it did, I think, uh, had we not gone on it. So I've, I'm incredibly, incredibly grateful for, for my dad having, <laughs> having, having these, these crazy ideas. Um, and, and I learned, God, I certainly learned, an infinite more than I would have had I had I stayed in school for those six months. That's so comforting to hear, given um, one of the most recent decisions I made as a mother, which was to allow my 16-year-old daughter to take a year off mm. um, and explore her passion for cosplay design, to take a year off and to write. Um, she, she, she loves to write, so she's going to have a year where she can be here writing and, and exploring, um, designs for cosplay and learning how to make Mm -hmm. costumes and and do all that because she's really, she's really into it. And that's, you know, kind of what she wants to do. She wants to be a designer. Um, so I'm giving her a year to do that, to make sure that that's what she wants to do so that she can pursue the education that she needs to, Mm have the career that she wants to have as opposed to going through the motions of going to school so that she can get an education that society says she needs in order to be a functioning productive part. Yet, you know, she's going to have to wait five years to figure out maybe that that's not really what she wants to do with the rest of her life. And that kind of sucks because, I know lots of people who went to school, went to college, went to university, got out in the workforce in this field that they were convinced that they, you know, were dedicated and passionate, dedicated to and passionate about to get out into the workforce and to go, That's, this is not the way I envisioned it. Mm-hmm. And you end up well, good, good. leaving that, leaving that field. Yeah. Well, good, good for you for, for encouraging her. I think it'll, I think it will, it will pay dividends. I'm banking on the fact that she's an intelligent, um, yeah. well-rounded individual and that this will be uh, not a permission slip to take a year off and screw around, but a permission slip to step into her own 
wonderful. You know, I, it's, I, that's had a couple of people go, are you crazy? Um, but, you know, I just tell them to stick it up their wahoo because. Yeah. Well, I think that's where a lot of those, you know, taking a year off to be a slacker and do nothing and do something totally anti-society comes from is when you've been tried to be lassoed into, you know, you were talking about getting a, going through the motions uh, worse yet, somebody getting out a copy of Forbes or Fortune and looking at what the top ten jobs in demand are going to be and say, see, study that. You'll get a good job. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's beside the point. You'll need a good job. No, I think, I think it's... Yeah, I, I think... think um, sorry, go ahead, Adam. Oh, no, I was, I was I think it's. I think it's really important that that whatever... Whatever we end up doing for for our our career or whatever job we're doing at the time, it's important to have to have passion um, behind it and to and to really feel connected to it. Um, that's otherwise, I think we just we just burn out. Uh, and it, it's you know I'm certainly not the first the first person to say this, but you know it's work shouldn't feel like work. And if if it doesn't, if it's something you enjoy, it, it never will. And 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 my my belief is that the the, the money. You'll, you will be making it if you're doing what you love. You'll be making enough, um, and and the the worry won't won't be on that so much. And if if you're just if you're working to, to to make money to save away for you know for the end of your life, then and there's no enjoyment about it. Then that I don't know. To me, that doesn't seem it doesn't seem like that's what we're, we were built for. Um, well, so I that's think really, that's that's one place that idea of never enough. You know, you said what if you're doing what you love. Then you'll make enough. Yeah. But if you're doing what you hate, I don't think you can ever make enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And how many people do you hear of now who who they get out of the workforce, they retire, and they start they pick up they pick up an art, or you know, some people call them hobbies. But personally, I think <laughs> every hobby out there is is a form of creative expression. Yes, yeah. even sports um, and tinkering with cars and engines and, and electronics. Absolutely, that's a, a form of creative expression. Uh, but you hear of a lot of a lot of older people doing that, you know. Um, and and it, I think it's just because they're freaking determined that they're not going home without yeah. experiencing some of their passion on this planet. Yeah, you know what I mean, like the. The age of sixty-five. Screw that. I'm gonna have fun now. <laughs> yep. And why are we waiting that long? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There's, there's. I think there's. There's. It's a waste. There's. There's no need to wait that long. No, I was. I was stunned. Um, yesterday, I went into. I went to a friend's house, and she had these paintings on the wall. And she says, and I said, I really like this. She's like, yeah, my mom did it. And I'm like, that's awesome. How long has she been painting? She said, oh, she waited till she was 70 before she picked up a paintbrush. Oh, wow. And I said, but she's so good. And she's like, oh, I know. I think I would buy that. She's like, I know. She could have made a career, you know. Um, but wow. but that wasn't okay then, I guess, to yeah. to support your family with painting. And, and thank goodness, you know, that – I had that family influence in my grandmother that she painted through her whole life. She was freaking determined she was not going to be Molly home, 
maker who just sat by and, and did what the bare minimum of what needed to be done and, and you know, took care of the house. She painted yeah. and created and, and sold her work and was, you know, financially secure and independent and strong and just self-empowered. Um, and wouldn't it be wonderful if we all be that way you know start from the ground up start from the kids just yeah. tell them what are you passionate yeah. about go do play do that don't worry about how much money you've got in the bank the universe is yeah. going to provide for you as long as you you, yeah. you know give your everything that's inside you to the universe through your creative expression whatever it may be from electronics to plumbing yes plumbing angles very very tricky thing there you got to really be passionate about angles and mathematics to be a plumber so we go do you know what i mean and um mm -hmm. everybody will just fall into place they'll just fall into their 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 groove and we won't have to educate people for to fill jobs anymore the jobs will just be filled end of story yeah yeah and, and people and, will be happy and imagine a place where all the jobs are filled by somebody that's passionate about what they're doing instead mm -hmm. of you know oh no not one more alternator you got you know yeah. somebody going <laughs> Oh, dude, I hadn't seen one of these cars, and you know, it, it, it just it makes all the difference. And yeah. um, you know, I was taught in management. And this is you where can't, you can't pay people to care. Okay, well yeah. then, yeah. This, this is where having Adam here is so important because of Adam's chosen career path, which I find really interesting for this um, balanced being that we're talking to. Politics? What? Because we always hear people talk about how can this new age function with a political system and financial system. Well, you know, there can be peace and love and still a functioning system that that provides support for the people living on the planet if the right people are in the system working in it. And they're mm -hmm. out there. There are really loving, peace-oriented creative people who are simply fascinated by politics and social issues. And here you are. Here's one of them. So tell us about that. Yep. Tell us how you got into that vein because talking to you people I don't think would or just to see a picture of you actually even I don't think people would think ever politics yeah, I, I, you know, I, I get that a lot. <laughs> I get that a lot. Um, I, again, I, I would, I would trace it back to this, back to this, this trip. Um, you know, on, we, we, we started in, in Indonesia, um, then Malaysia, Thailand, Singapore. Um, we were in, in Nepal for, for six weeks. Um, and then India and then France, Belgium, Holland. Um, and and the I mean this wasn't this wasn't a, a luxurious trip. We weren't staying in five class hotels. Um, my dad really wanted me and, and wanted us to 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 really see what the culture of, of each place we were at, um, and and get a real sense of what it was like. Um, and and just through through the experience of, of connecting with people and talking with people, um, that sort of just really it just. It, it opened my eyes to, to 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 seeing how easy it is to connect with other people, regardless of cultural, um, religious, ethnic, whatever differences there are. Um, and so that that sort of that that spark was there. Um, and you know my 
you know, my family is Jewish, and so we, we and they're all very interested in politics and particularly what's going on in the Middle East. Um, and so I was always around uh, discussions um, uh, with with my, with my family, and and I, you know, started getting really interested in history. And you know, about the time when I was you know, fourteen or so, started reading a lot of of, of history books. Um, and then that that would lead to sort of more more awakening and more more questions and so i would i would i would just keep reading and you know read a lot of uh, you know modern you know modern history modern politics um i started reading everything i could on the israeli palestinian conflict um started w- reading the news every day um and and con- and engaging in the discussions with with my family uh so that that you know that started when i was 16 and that that was always there no matter what no matter what I was doing. For my fun reading, it was always history, politics, religion, current events, um, and, and reading is, you know, reading probably two hours of news a day on, on various, from various sources. Um, and so when I, when I, you know, when I had my, was doing my business, had my, my gardening and, and, and catering, uh, the, the, this epiphany was that really I, I, you know, I see, I see a lot of, a lot of problems in the world um, and, and, I think everyone everyone has the ability to, to to make the world a better place. Sometimes it's 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 in small small little gestures, just you know, smiling at someone when you when you when you walk by on the street, um, to uh, you know to to being you know president of the United States and, and being able to affect change that way. And, and all of those all of those count and all of those mean something. Um, and I just felt that my you know I, I had I feel like I had. I was capable of doing more, uh, uh, but that what I what I wanted to do, I, I, I needed schooling. Uh, I mean, I I always loved school. I did really well in high school, um, and I and I loved it. I loved learning. I loved the I loved the environment. Um, it just I, I needed I needed that time to you know in my early twenties to to kind of just discover myself and and rediscover some passions. Um, but once once. I had sort of I had done that and I you know quote unquote experienced the real world, um, and then had had that epiphany. It was like you know I I want to go back and I want to study Middle Eastern politics and and, and international relations and uh, I want to you know, finish my degree and, and and sort of move move along that path to to see I don't know, to kind of see what I can what I can what I can do to to help make this you know the, this world better for, for all of us living in it and for and you know for the future generations. Um, I'm one of the things that you know. I just watched a, a, a great video on Ralph Nader, actually. And say what you will about his his you know his his politics or not, um, but he one of one of the things that he commented on in, in in the video is that you know during the during the 60s and 70s, you know there was this this clash between um, you know protesters on the outside wanting to wanting to to, to change the system um, from the outside versus you know, people on the inside who were who were these in, these entrenched interests, and he was sort of saying that he his 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 group really wanted to to find a, a middle way of, of affecting change within the system, um, and that you know for me I, I I all all sides of that I think play a very important role um, in in affecting in affecting change for for how how we how we live and how we and how this this planet, this planet is, or at least, or how humanity is organized, um, and and people pushing from the outside um, is important. And it, it helps to change, 
if you know maybe slowly, but it, it does help to to change things from the inside. Um, but there also there there needs to be. Uh, it can't just be people saying we're against this, we're against this, we're against this. I, I, there there needs to be no uh, a, uh, real, a, a real invite of people. A bridge um, of saying there needs to be change, and and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna change it um, by by you know from from the ground up from the inside out because um, I think that's that to me that's the most effective way. Well, um, and, and and I and I want to be I want to be a part of that. It's really the if the one lesson that I think we've all hopefully learned or begun to learn about ourselves is that the only way that we can make change in our lives, uh, even as regards our career and other people that surround us and all of that, is to make changes inside ourselves. Mm -hmm. So, um, and you find a way to bridge from wherever you are, because look, it is what it is. We are where we are. It's, what do you want to do about that? I don't have a time machine. I'm not going to go back, you know, and kill that one guy and it's not like that it's we are where we are uh, international situation is how it is and but some of it's silly maybe and so if i can get people to see it the way i see it maybe they'll see that it's silly but you do that from the inside really or at least like yeah. you said it, it, both elements are valuable but you got to have the inside or the outside just the only way it changes is with revolution which in yeah in today's weaponry and stuff, it, revolution looks a lot like Syria, yeah. where everybody dies. It, it just yeah. that doesn't work yeah. anymore. It, it once was the day you could storm the Bastille and <laughs> and 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 effect change. I think, um, even if not lasting, um, but I don't think you can really effect change through force anymore because mm-hmm. it, it it the best that'll happen is everybody dies. You know. Yeah. <laughs> that's not really much of oh, an outcome. It, it begins change t- change in today's energy really begins with a conversation, be it between a husband and wife within the household, a, a mother and a child, father and a child, brothers, sisters, um, in the workplace, employees, employees to bosses, bosses to higher bosses. That's where the change occurs nowadays. Um, and and yeah. we see it all the time in the stories that people come to tell us. And I, and I had this great conversation with this random guy and all of a sudden I had an epiphany and that's, that's <laughs> it. That's the, it, the magic is in the conversation because every single person we interact with is, is just merely another extension of this, massive amazing creative force mm-hmm. um you know the genius behind this whole world earth universe thing so we're all really on the same playing field and if we can just start our conversations from that understanding then all this other stuff becomes just unnecessary extraneous yep. baggage stuff that we don't need um and there was a day when the protest was was important in fact you know it's not it's it's not not important anymore it's still it's still vital in order for you know people within the system to to take notice that something yeah. is not jiving with with the rest of the population but if you have people in the system who want to act on that 
that and want to interact with those protesters and find out really what they want, then the mm-hmm. protests are going to slowly transition into conversations. And it's just going to be a, a global conversation about what works, what doesn't. Well, let's not do that because that doesn't work, but let's do this because it does work. And that's just – but it's going to be a smooth smooth transition just because there's people like you out there with this understanding that we're all we're all the same. We all need to eat. We all need to sleep. We all, you know, we all can love and we're all capable of hate. It's all the same. We're all the same. The yeah. people like that that are going to be behind the financial system and behind the government, and they're the ones who are going to be – quote unquote making policy, but they're not going to be making the policy anymore because they're going to be understanding that it's the, the policy has to be made on the general consensus and what, what's best for the highest good of all. Um yeah. so, you know, it's shifting. It's shifting and it's beautiful to watch. It's fascinating. Worldwide it's fascinating to watch all these yeah. different changes happening within the governments. Um so I can see why you would be passionate about this and thank goodness that there's people out there like you who are passionate about this because that's just confirmation for me that we're we're there. We got this. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. Uh, you know? <laughs> well, you know, when we when we started this show, not to hijack all of your time, but when we started this show our idea, one of our big things that's run all through it, and even the movie that we were going to make, and was that here were these people, particularly the movie came about because here were these people in Occupy that were, some of them quite disturbed, emotionally disturbed to tears, and that nobody's, you know, we got, what are you talking about in Washington or or uh, Berlin or, you know, because Occupy happened all over the place, Um they're talking about ridiculous things. We got real problems. We got to what? Who's talking about these things? Who's thinking about these things? And our point was, there's hundreds of thousands of people out there that are thinking about these things and talking about these things. They're just not necessarily in the spotlight yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So relax, everybody. We, you know, <laughs> some system may fall apart, but that may just be so something better can fall together. You know. Yeah. Well, I think you know it's as as, as humans, and particularly, I think particularly as, as Americans. Um, I know, Jane, you're not you're not American, but you know, we 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 have this close enough. We always have this feeling that yeah, close enough. Yeah, <laughs> you know, we we want things now. We want things quickly, um, and 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 change change always feels like it's happening too slowly. Uh, um, but it as I think one we we often fail to to realize you know if we you know things aren't going to happen overnight there's especially with with large um implications of political decisions that you know it, it takes it takes sometimes a whole generation sometimes a whole lifetime um for for these kind of changes to happen but they but they are happening um and they and, and as long as people are continuing to sort of to push to make things better because I think as humans we all we're, we're, there's something about us that, that we're, we're never quite satisfied. Things can always be improved, and we're always sort of striving towards that. And that, um, and that, and that movement is but always we're, happening. We're talking um, whether about. We, whether we know it or not. We're talking about a massive shift in human consciousness, a huge ev- yeah. evolutionary leap in human understanding. This is not going to happen overnight. 
That's silly. Yeah. If it was going to yeah. happen overnight, why would we be doing this physical experience thing and, and playing with time <laughs> and stuff like that? That's just, I, and come on, people, we came to have the experience. Well, you know what? It takes time to have an experience. You have to go through the process of the experience yeah. in order to have it. Well, and I think that many politicians throughout history that have referred to governments as the ship of state, there's there's a lot of validity in that metaphor of it's a big ship. It's a huge ship. They don't turn fast. But if we kick our foot out to the side, be a trim tab like Buckminster Fuller said, the ship will turn. <laughs> yeah. That is exactly it. Speaking right. of ships turning, Rick, ships turning, you turning, got a song for us? Turning. Yeah, well, I, I... How about a little Aquarius? Uh, okay. That's a different direction than I was thinking, but that's good direction. Oh, really? I like that. Okay. Well, talk I was thinking... Talk what, to me. What direction I were you thinking? was thinking about Jordan. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to meet him. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Yeah, because Jordan's coming to see okay. you up in Canada. And, yes. Uh, uh, I love. I love the fact that building. Yes, I love the fact that we're building this space for artists because now all these people that I talk to from around the world that are road warriors and that are artists and they, you know, travel around and now there's a space for them here and they can come and visit and I'll get to meet them in person and it's cool. <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> just the the thought of it is just exciting that the, you know my first. Phoenix Nest guest is coming in September. Yay. What? And, and he's got a song that he actually performed on the steps of some building for just the folks that were hanging around during the Occupy movement that I thought would just be perfect. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And, you know what? That is perfect. You're right. Go with Jordan. And, uh, so we'll have some Jordan, and we'll be right back. So we hope you folks will stick with us because I know that there's more brilliance to come after the break. But this is our friend Jordan Okrand. And uh, we'll be right back. Stay with us, folks. Oh, 
and the truth will only be known If we rise up on the floor And the truth will only be known If we see what we really are So lying in our heart And we can change the world You and me together And fight for what is right Truth, love and light And we can change the world You and me forever If we realize what we are Anyhow back everybody again that was our dear friend jordan okren who's uh going up to see gene at the phoenix nest um then you can find him at jordanokren.com and uh, keep up with all the cool stuff that he's doing because he's making music and doing cool stuff and rolling around but also going to music school and he's just like doing everything all at once how's he do that gene He's well, a magic man. I don't know. Cause he's he's one of this generation. New, you know, and uh, he's that next generation. That that why even try and keep up with them? Because they're they're designed for a whole new energy. <laughs> Just let them go. Let them go. Do what they're going to do. This is my mentality. Well, I think people today. If history, <laughs> we're talking about affecting change, that that that's one of the ways that you affect change is let them do what they're going to do, because if history has taught us nothing, it should have taught us they're going to do what they're going to do. You can yeah. you can educate them, you can smack them with religion, you can, you can hold them back for a couple hundred years here and there, but then they're going to do what they're going to do. 
Yeah, and if yeah. you just let them go do what they're going to do, it's a lot less bloody. Just saying, a lot less mess. <laughs> a lot less mess, a lot less cleaning, you know. A lot less mess. Nobody likes no, no, Yeah, no extra cleaning up. Less expense, too. Yeah, imagine all the budgets and all yeah. the things. And hungry people, you just take all these militaries around here. They've gotten really good at moving things, big things, tanks and things. They're efficient at moving big right. things. And, Extremely and efficient. So if you had them moving food from where there's lots to where there's not so much, solve that thing in a month or two. Right, Adam? I could not agree more. I could not agree more. I feel like we spend we spend way too much money and energy and time on 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 things military uh, and things destructive. And and I feel like a, we spend a fraction a fraction of what we do on on those things. Uh, we could we could we could make some serious headway. I think as a as a species. Yeah, I I, mean, why, I don't think we got to shoot perfection, use, you know. But let's we can do better than this. Wow. Yeah. And why not use what we already have? That's the beauty of it. You know, there's always this concern. Well, if we disband the militaries, what are we going to do with all the equipment and it's waste and of material? And it's not waste of material. There, these are bodies that can be used to feed the planet. Come yeah. on, yeah. let's make an industry out of feeding job. people. Just give them a different job, and. It, it, but the point, sort of, I, I guess where I'm going with that, the, my parents, certainly, and really, most, an awful lot of my friends that I grew up with that are my age, 50 years old, would just be like, what are you, what are you, that's crazy talk, what are you thinking, what are you, well, yeah, it's crazy talk, it's, you can't think like that, kind of talk, <laughs> but you, it's going to take different thinking, you know, I have no earthly idea if any of my ideas have, you know, their merit, but that's merit. It's going to take different thinking than what we use to get into the mess, to get out of the yeah. mess. And the great minds throughout history have all said the same thing. You know, you can't, you just can't get there from here. You're going to have to make a leap of some sort. You're going to have to change something. Can't have change without change. And you know. So, all right, I'd like to have some world peace, but but you can't change this, and I've got investments over there, and you can't do this, and you can't do. Wait a minute, man! It, life doesn't work like that, you know. Yeah. <laughs> change is messy. Evolution is messy. It comes in fits and starts, but we're you know we're going to try some new stuff because we've done it your way for a thousand years, and we're not making any headway. I'm sorry, and we're tired of that. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see um, how the progression is made. You know, I'm, I'm fascinated in watching the the process so far, but when the, the really big, big changes start to you know, really get out into the public and people start noticing on a larger scale, uh, that's going to be fan- fascinating to watch. I'm yeah. even more fascinating to be involved in, I'm sure, for you, and, Adam. Well, I, I I really feel that this that this century really um, is is really going to be quite a transformational one. Um, you know, the twentieth the twentieth century was was about nationalism and and sort of these frankly artificial forming of, of borders. Um, 
and having those political systems uh, and those borders be sort of reinforced. I mean, all of the all of the international uh, language uh, is you know revolving around the the protection and and uh, sovereignty of these of these of these borders. Um, and I think this this next this next century is really sort of going to be uh, the struggle for for defining what what that means um, and how and how that's going to play out. How if how if that organization is even gonna is gonna is gonna last or or I mean borders are borders are always changing and that um, and that that process I think is still gonna go on. So this this is I think we're in a we're in a very interesting time. Um, I think it's it's. It's not always going to be like you said. It's not not going to be clean. Uh, it's not going to be pretty. Um, uh, but I I I I do feel that that I mean some some beautiful things will come out of it. Um, and and we'll, we're we're going to see some we're going to see some differences uh, in our lifetime. Um, but I think the I think the the the, the massive shift um, is going to continue on. Um, I mean I think that that's what this this century I think is is really going to be about. Um, and and it's going to look much different in 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 2100 than it did in in 2000. Um, so it, yeah, it, it's 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 an interesting time to be a part of, and I and, and I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad we're here. Yeah, it is just a breathtaking time. I mean, it it, it because again, these, these stiff older folk like I keep refusing to be. Uh, <laughs> Stubborn, stubborn that one um, is, you know. Well, these are just malcontents, and you know, blah blah blah. It's been ever such with change, you know. What 1900? No cars, no. Okay, a few of these things may have been invented in 1890, but really in 1900, no cars, no phones, nothing electric, nothing, you know, nothing. Mm-hmm. And 2000. Personal computers, forget on everybody's desk. Everybody's got them on their belt, yeah. practically. <laughs> and and you know access to almost the sum total of human knowledge in this little box on their belt. <laughs> and also, you know, I look at like uh, I have a goddaughter who's, gosh, what, sixteen now. Uh, seems like she shouldn't be that old yet, but um, she talks to. She's got friends just like from all over the world. And yeah. and like there's nothing, you know, because at one point I was wondering how are we going to get all these kids and and send them around the world so that they'll see what I've seen and or or like you've seen and and so they'll understand that you know people are people, and people that have it way worse than us are still figure out how to be happy. So wait a minute, maybe this be happy thing is what it's really all about because that's the one mm-hmm. thing I've seen that everybody figures out how to do, or mm-hmm. dies trying. Mm-hmm. There, there's lots of other variety going on, you know. Everybody likes different kind of ice cream, but everybody's just figuring out. So, so that must be. Let's start there, because that's the one thing I've never been in any community, any society, any country, any any place that isn't what the people are about is figuring out how to be happy. Yeah. So I think you know, again, that's maybe different thinking, but that's where. Did you find something that everybody's doing, and let's start there. Yeah. Well, let's, I mean, I, 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 let's not start yeah, with the list of what the other guy's doing that we hate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean it's it's true. I mean we we all essentially we all want the same things. We all want to want to 
you know, a good a good roof over our head. We want good food on our table. We want to provide for our our, our families and for ourselves. Uh, you know, we want to. You know, if we're religious, we want to pray freely, um, or we want to be free not to pray. Uh, we want to love who we love. Uh, you know, these are all very basic, I think, human desires and wishes. How those get filled in, those I mean, that's that, I mean, th- th- that's the difference. And but those are those are beautiful differences. Um, but at the, at the end of the day, you know, we're, we're all human. We all we all want these these same things for ourselves. And if we can if we can shift the the conversation from from, which is really based in, in fear, you know, fear of other, fear of, of something different. If we can shift that conversation to, to, to recognizing that, that we, we are all at, at essence, we're all, the, we're all the same, and we're all a part of this, you know, whatever you want to call it. I, I, I mean, I call it, I call it my, I call it God. I mean, I think we're all a piece of that. This whole universe, everything in the universe is, is a piece of what my vision of what God is. Um, and no part is 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 less than or greater than. It's all it's all important for this for this whole picture. Um, and if we can sort of recognize that um, and not be afraid of these differences, but but celebrate them and knowing that they're all, that they're coming from a very similar place, uh, that that's uh, the, the change that that will bring. I think will be revolutionary. Um, and I think that the age that we well, live we, in. Like, like you said, sorry, that 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 we can all just connect and see, you know, see each other, uh, different people from from across the world. Um, the, the the ability to sort of come to that recognition, I think, is is greater than it, than it ever has been. Sorry, I interrupted you. <laughs> no, 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 you're 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 on to something that we we love to talk about because we, I mean your concept or understanding of God is essentially identical to ours. Um, and and what what always kind of comes to the forefront of that is when we use the term God. I go back to you know those original Christian teachings that I grew up with, and we were taught that we were created in in God's image. Okay, well we know that we are expansive, creative beings. Mm-hmm. We are very good at creating stuff, and we're always looking for something new to do. We're very curious beings. We're expressive. Um, we, you know, we, we like to experience things. And I think that if we take that in the context of we were created in God's image, then God essentially must be an expansive, creative, expressive, extraordinarily curious, experience everything being physically man <laughs> extraordinarily expanded into physical form so that it gets everything, which means that us, as the physical representations of that God force, need to express and experience everything. So there needs yep. to be the diversity there. Well, and, it's, it's and, you know, part of the whole. It makes sense it, to me. It, it makes total sense. Somehow we've forgotten what this one word in the vocabulary and lexicon of humanity with this one concept, this one word, we've forgotten, you know, I'm in Costa Rica now, not in the United States, so even my friends that I've met that are from the United States, we all have to learn what that thing we're after is called here, right? But we've mm-hmm. somehow forgotten or decided that doesn't apply to the word God. Mm. And just like there's a different word for God in Spanish than there is in English, 
Mm-hmm. There can be a different word for God in Judaism and Islam and still be talking about the same thing. Yeah. You well, know? Even even within Judaism, there's there's 99 names of God and one that can't even be spoken. Yeah. Uh, so... <laughs> It, it 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 but really it's somehow it's like there's no other god than god well yeah, yeah we just have a different name sorry it's yep. a lang- language thing tower of babel really get over it yeah <laughs> and it's it's really kind of that simple i know that the practices and the the details the flavors of the beliefs maybe you might say are different but really when it comes down to it it's no different than learning that a door is a door in yeah. the United States, Canada, and England, and Belize, and it's a puerto in Costa Rica, and it's something completely different in the Netherlands. Yeah, I, no, I, but I it's I, the same thing. I go through it to get in the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I believe, I believe that all all religions are, again, at their base, are teaching essentially the same thing. They're after the same thing. They're they're searching for that same thing. And, and the, the, the stories and the traditions and the, and the practices, all of those are, 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 are just different paths on how to get to that, that original point. Um, and, 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 those, and those, those, those are important for, for, for those celebrating them. Um, but again, the, the, the recognition needs to be that we're all, we're all going for that same, we're all looking for that, that same sort of spiritual nourishment. Um, whether whether we're we're religious or not, I mean, living on life is this, is this spiritual experience, and and the things that we that we're seeking, whether we know that it's spiritual or not, I mean, that's we're we're, we're attempting to participate in this spiritual experience of life, um, and and all of these different religious backgrounds sort of are are ways to to get to that to that same goal, um, and but and if there are spiritual nourishment. Uh, I mean, for the most part, we're okay with the fact that the food's different in Greece than it is in yeah. <laughs> in, in India. Yeah. It, it, for our physical nourishment, right? Right. It's almost totally different. And yeah. we've got veg- we've got vegans and we've got vegetarians, which are somehow vegans are what I th- used to think that vegetarians were. I, but we've got all these different ways to physically nourish ourselves. Why can't we have and a bunch of different ways? Note. Yeah. Yeah. It's important to note, Rick, that you brought this up that, you know, if you, you're sitting in a restaurant and you go to a Greek restaurant with friends and you're not a big fan of Greek food, you don't go into the Greek restaurant and tell all your friends that they can't eat that because you don't like it. <laughs> you just order order whatever you like off the menu. But you don't tell people they can't eat something because you don't like yeah. it because you don't want to eat it, that's silly. So if we can have that kind of courtesy in our day-to-day life, why can't we yeah. do it with regards to our spiritual beliefs? Yeah. Or, or, you, or you don't go to the Greek restaurant, but you don't criticize your friends for going. You know? yeah. No, you or, just or say, or oh, I'm, I'm going to go have Italian. Yeah. Or you, don't, you don't blow up the Greek restaurant because they make Greek yeah. food. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Good point, Rick. You know, I mean, that's a, that's a brilliant point, Rick. Thank you. Know? you. Yes. Yeah. Those people um, eat goats. I'm going to blow their ass up. That's good for them. What? It's it's just silly, and it's just that silly with the, with the spiritual nourishment bit. But, we, again, we have to get back to that. We're all after the same thing. And, and, and that's where this we've forgotten, that 
God and Allah and 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 Dios and all of those just mean that from indigenous uncontacted people that don't know anything, and there's still about twelve or fifteen thousand of them. They say, um, but even if you just take the ones from a gazillion years ago on the planet, right up until quantum physics, it becomes apparent after you live here for a while that there's got to be more going on than meets the eye. And that's what everybody's at. You think? <laughs> the quantum physicist is trying to figure it out with numbers. And and and, and that's cool. Go to it. You know, the 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 Buddhist or the somebody's trying to figure it out with meditation and and the Christians trying to figure it out with prayer and 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 our understanding of what did he really say and and or them really say or what is this about and what is my heart telling me is and and it, 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 it's just all different ways that we're trying to. There's something more going on here, and I'm trying to find figure that out for me. What makes sense to me? Mm-hmm. You know, because the quantum physicists, the advanced quantum physicist, knows that really scientifically you can't prove that any of this stuff's here. But I bet you he still eats and has a car and a house and <laughs> you know stuff. But I want to know why they. That's the other thing. I and I don't understand why why more people don't express this curiosity because I think people have it within them. I really do when I talk to them about it. And I and I mentioned my way of looking at it all. They just kind of look at me and go, yeah, you know, it, it would be interesting to know. I want to know why they believe a certain way. I want to know what part of their journey led them to that current now expression and where they're, you know, where they've been to lead them to that understanding. And then I want them to share that understanding with me so that I can look at it from all these unique, different angles. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to run away from it. I don't want to look at somebody and go, oh, I don't, I, that scares me. I don't believe in that. Run away, run away, run away. <laughs> red flowers? We only have purple flowers where I come from. Take those red flowers right. away. No, check them out. They're I want to know how... Yeah. How do how I mean, do they get to be red? I've never seen red flowers before. How does that happen? Yeah, that's that's the yummy for me in this diversity is that I can meet a random person on the street who uh, you know doesn't believe anything I believe in, but oh my goodness, I can learn so much from them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's for for me. That's 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 one of the most exciting things about life for me is is is, is meeting new people and seeing new things and tasting new things and hearing new things and and just experiencing experiencing difference um that the the more i see the more diversity that i see and really in any aspect of of my life i just the more that i get to know myself um and and to to the idea of closing something off closing an idea off closing certain people off whatever it is um i don't know it's just it's really boring frankly it's just really really boring uh, like i don't want i don't want to be around People that, that only think like me or talk like me or, or look like me or dance like me or whatever. It's like I don't want to. I mean, I love myself. Don't get me wrong, but I don't want to. I don't want to be surrounded by me. Um, I want to be challenged. I want to. I want to grow and I want to. I want to share. And that's. I don't know. That's one of the most beautiful things about about life and how you know and how I sort of walk through it. Um, it's, I don't know. It's 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 that the diversity the diversity of life is is. Extremely important to me. Awesome. Extremely important. So awesome. it's so awesome, and 
I think there's I really think there's something to this. It's cool. You traveled so much when you were 10 that cuz when you're 10, like you said, you're you're old enough that you're kind of starting to question what's this all about and what's going on and who am I and what the hell? And but at the same time, you're still connected enough with the inner child or whatever the hell. <laughs> you're still connected enough with your ability to just imagine and make a leap. Mm-hmm. To just climb a tree, to just whatever, you're still close enough to that 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 your curiosity sort of, I think, trumps any. You know, if you've only been in the corner for thirty years, <laughs> middle of the, the middle of the room is probably terrifying. But yeah. all that space, oh God! <clears throat> and, and 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 so when you can get. And, and, of course, I suppose it would work at 30 if we, people didn't, you know, lose their imagination in our education system. But that's a whole other show. <laughs> yeah. We just did that show with Lou Daniel the other day. We we did. But it's true, though. I mean, you think about that corner analogy. Um, sitting in the corner for 30 years, you know somebody's going to try and drag you out of that corner, and that's all you've ever known. You're going to kick and scream <laughs> and fight and there is no way it's going to take like three grown men to drag your little scrawny butt out of that corner that's all i'm saying i and you can't blame somebody for that if that's all they've ever known and that's where that other part of that understanding needs to be is that you can't it's taken me so long to get here and i'm still working on it all the time some things just really burn my butt I have to remind myself that this is all they know. This is their understanding in this moment. Mm. Who am I to judge that? Yeah. You know, it's it's not for me to judge that. And sometimes it takes work because there are things out there that make us upset or angry or that we feel the injustice of. Um, but there are ways to actively show our support of a solution to that problem that causes our angst as opposed to fighting and wrestling against the problem. Mm-hmm. Because fighting and kicking and screaming and wrestling against the problem ain't going to get you anywhere except for bruised, battered, and still in the middle of the room because those three yeah. grown men are bigger than you. They're going to drag your ass there whether you like it or not. End of yeah, story. Yeah. Um, when you learn so life-saving you in it. the water, you if they won't quit beating you up, you let them go. Because you can't drag them if they don't want to yeah. come, it, and and right? and it's like that. Life is just like that. But it, but we can live the example. I can't tell you how many times since I've been here in Costa Rica that the loud trucks do their thing right when I want to say something. <laughs> so awesome. Um, <clears throat> but how many times since I've been here that I will post on the on, on Facebook about and, and I have. You know, two thousand some odd friends. I don't know what. I don't even know where they all came from. And uh, but they want to be friends. I'd be friends with anybody. Um, and and they'll say, you know, I'll say there's a problem with the, the internet, and so we, you know, had to postpone the show, or we're going to start taping, or we're going to do this, or uh, or you know, gee, my dog got zapped by a skunk. They're like, they got skunks down there in Costa Rica. You know, they got internet in Costa Rica. How are you going to do your radio show from Costa Rica? You, can't, you don't drink the water. What? 
The water's fine. It's frankly better than the water that I had at home in Houston. I have a car. I have internet. I have air conditioning. I, you know, yes, we have very interesting insects here. The colors are just stunning. Oh wow! Mm. But and that's you know. They're not in my bed. It's not like that. It's not, yeah. you know, I haven't gone to the Stone Age. I've just gone to Costa Rica. It's, you know. <laughs> and It was well, like that for me going to the Philippines, too. Everybody had a warning for me, you know, and especially mm-hmm. since I took my daughter there when she was like 14 or 13, a little blonde girl, 12, little blonde girl. And they're like, you're going to bring her to Manila? Hell yeah, we brought her downtown Manila at 3 in the morning <laughs> to get food. Did she get kidnapped? No. And, of course why not. Why world That's would you do me. that? Well, we were hungry. What? It, <laughs> we were hungry at 3 in the morning. The plane had just arrived. Like, come on. You know, I, I we need more people out there wandering the planet and stumbling onto the, the truth of the fact that we're all the same. But I'm telling you. And this, then sharing that. This Internet and Skype thing is, I think, a driver behind some of this accelerated change because really it's 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 hard to get people this whole israel loves iran iran loves israel movement to me is very indicative it's mm-hmm. it's hard to get people to agree to bomb people if they know them if they're yeah. talking to them well, you you can't tell them that they're the evil empire if they're like no I just talked to my friend Sergey a minute ago. He's waiting to go to the same concert that I'm waiting for them to do their U.S. Yeah. tour. It, it, you can't – people won't agree to that. And the people – we the people may have forgotten, but governments can't do stuff if we the people don't at least passively agree. When I, and I think it's, it's – one of the, the great things about this, about this project, you know, we're, we're, we're inundated – 24 hours a day with 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 news and and the majority of it the overwhelming majority of it is is negative and it's not, it's it's negative and it's also a very tiny tiny picture of 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 the reality of what's going on wherever this reporting is happening and and you know we only have there's only so many hours in the day and so people get just a very limited snapshot of 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 what's what's going on in other places that they can't see on a daily basis and we, and we and we form these ideas and we form these prejudices and 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 we with, without sort of the intention or the desire or the ability even to to, to sort of break that. And one of the great great things about about Facebook and about you know all these these modern technologies and, and particularly this this program this the, this Peace Factory, um, which has you know spawned all of these different you know one country loves another country pages, is that we we really get a chance to see. Other humans for exactly what they are. Other humans just like us, um, and we and we can hear about events happening on the ground that that, that aren't reported in the media. Um, you know, I just I just spent a, a bunch of time in Turkey, um, and and through through this this peace factory, I actually made made a bunch of friends uh, who are living in Turkey, um, and as you know, the, these protests were going on, and several of them were. I mean, they were there at protests. Every day when they were happening, and they were they were blogging about it, they were talking about it, uh, and posting videos about it, uh, and it's in, in in searching Turkish sites and 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 you know Al Jazeera and, and American sites and and wherever else I could find could not even come close to getting the wealth of information and experience 
that I got just from people talking about it on Facebook and posting it on. I mean, I don't get Twitter, but it always goes to Facebook anyway. Um, and just and see, and seeing what was happening as it was unfolding. Uh, I mean, that 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 was that was priceless. Um, and and so yeah, I mean, just the, these these opportunities to come together and to get to create a new narrative about about another place, another culture, other other people. Um, and frankly, a, a narrative that's based much more in reality uh, than than what we can get than what we can get on the news. Uh, it's really, frankly, it's priceless. It's absolutely priceless. And I think that that is going to be this, this biggest factor for sort of pushing this 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 movement um, uh, of change and 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 interconnectivity uh, that we're that we're experiencing on a global scale that that is unprecedented in in human history. Well, and it, it it does. It's it's all about the fact that they're even if they're not talking to each other, they're reading about each other's lives yeah. and thoughts and not their ideologies and their beliefs as much as so many of these bloggers are just blogging about, you know, man, yesterday I had the most cool lasagna I've ever had in my life, you know. <laughs> and then the next day they're at a protest and 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 they explain why they're there. You know, I got a problem with this, and I don't think anybody's listening. And when you once you read that, you're kind of like, oh well, yeah, that makes sense. You know, and then there's this, you know, gigantic police backlash or something. You go, what the hell is that? You people are freaking out. What? Stop that! <laughs> Instead of you know, the way it used to be, not very long ago, the news said that terrorists were in the streets but had been contained by the police with the assistance of the military. That's what we would have read 10, 15 years ago about mm -hmm. Turkey. And that's all any of us would have known, really anywhere outside of Turkey. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because it was stunning to watch, to me, to read the blogs of people that were there on the ground, that live there, that know what this is about. And then watch the mass media coverage of it and what they were saying and what their pundits were saying. Who are these pundits? Mm -hmm. how, do you, how do you get to be the expert on something? Yeah. You know, they, gee, I've been studying a lot of things my whole life, and I'm not the expert on the planet, I don't think. Yeah. Gosh, I hope not. <laughs> if so, we're in trouble, you know. <laughs> but um, communication. You said it earlier, Gene, that you know all this stuff starts with communication with your family, with your this, with your that. Well, that's what, you know, it, it's it's why, and it's too late to put the genie back in the bottle. Several governments have tried to do it, uh, <laughs> and and uh, it didn't work out so well. Um, well, you know, I'm here's here's my take on here's my take on the whole internet, and you'll you'll go back to your warmongering. Um, for anybody who, who has the slightest concern that that could ever be a possibility, here's here's the mistake that was made on the parts of the governments and the powers that be. They completely intertwine their financial system and support system into the internet. So they actually need these lines to stay open. That's it. That's all. The economy is so interlaced with the internet now that it's impossible for for any power at any point to to cause a crash of it because 
the rest of the world would just stomp on them. And that's it. You know, and there's too many geniuses out there now as far as, as the younger generation goes. It, it it happened during Occupy. Try and shut them down. Go ahead. Try and shut them down because there's kids out there at the age of 8 and 12 who understand more about the inner workings of this Internet system and how to get a con- communication back up and running than, than some 50-year-old, 50-year-olds will ever understand. And they just mm-hmm. come born tech-ready. So there's... Yeah, there's no going back. There's only going forward, and forward is looking awesome, you know? So let's stop worrying about the back. There's no backsliding at this point. We're just moving forward, and it's going to be beautiful and fun and inventive and creative and expansive, and God, it's good to be alive at these times. That's all I can say. (laughs) I I could not agree more. So, Adam, the peace guy, how did that whole peace thing come up for you? Adam, the peace guy. God, you know, you, you know, I don't even know how I how I stumbled across across the the program, but um, somehow I did. And I was I was just it sort of tapped in uh, it, it tapped into. So what I had been, you know, feeling for a very long time is just that there's there's this real disconnect, um, and particularly particularly revolving around the Israeli-Palestinian issue, of that you know the governments are saying one thing that, that these are our, our mortal enemies. Um, the re- the reality is that that I think pe- people want to live in peace together. They want to they don't people don't want to live in in, in conflict. Um, and and it was just great to see it was great to see someone from Israel, frankly, uh, who who was trying to change change the conversation a bit. Um, so I you know once I don't, again I don't know how I stumbled on 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 that, but just scrolling through Facebook, it, it somehow it popped up, uh, and I was I was really glad really glad I was there. And then when he started the the you know the the friends the friends campaign. Uh, I think I saw you know I saw it on the maybe the second day that he posted it, uh, and within you know, within 36 hours I had met you know be, befriended like 300 300 new people, including including the two of you. So it was a, a wonderful a wonderful find. See there, anybody that you know I'm I, I'm too small I can't effect change. Yeah, just don't think about it. Just just do. Mm-hmm. His heart just said, Absolutely. you know, this idea Thank just you. flew in his head. Yeah. If he stopped to think about it, he would be like, oh, that's silly. Maybe. But look what happened. Yeah. And, and because and also because I think it's just ripe. I think that we're at the point, you know, where the fruit is just like bursting open. It's so ripe because... I can't see it go any other way if everybody talks to each other, you know. I've never seen big problems with people that are talking to each other. And somehow we got to this point in politics that if someone's that's doing something we don't like or appreciate, we don't talk to them. Yeah. And it's like, what do you mean we don't talk to them? 
talking to them would be the only way we can do this. Yeah. Uh, it's it's one of the things that the most frustrating things about a lot of a lot of American American politics and certainly where we're at today is that there's you know we're we're not allowed to talk to Iran we're not allowed to talk to North Korea we're not allowed to you know that's how we punish our enemies by by not talking to them um, and this this is frankly this is this is a new phenomenon I mean without the shell diplomacy of, of Kissinger I mean we'd still not be talking to to China um, if we weren't talking to the, to the Soviet Union on a daily basis uh, during the, the the height of the Cold War we would have had a nuclear war. Nuclear war was averted on in many instances because there was lines of communication, and 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 the only the the only thing that is going to come uh, from someone saying or for for a government to say we're not going to talk to you unless you change your position. The only thing that's going to happen is a hardening of that position, and and the only way to solve it is to have is to have a huge conflict, uh, and it's frankly I feel like it's a much more uh, useful uh, use of time, of time and energy and 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 resource, bl- you know, blood, blood and and treasure uh, to open lines of communication and to and to at least deal deal with other people on on a level of of equality in that you know you you are a sovereign people, you are a sovereign nation, you are whatever, and so are we, and let's we have our differences uh, and and they may be they may be huge, frankly. Um, but but let's at least talk. Let's see where we let's see where we can find a little bit of common ground because there's there's always common ground. There's always common ground, uh, no matter how how deep an issue uh, or deep a, a divide is between two opposing parties. There's always common ground that can be found, and and work and work on those, and, and just sort of building building the roots of of that connection um, will will eventually lead to. You know, a, a fruition of, of connectivity and, and understanding that I, that I think can can help to solve any any issue. Um, you know, I I firmly believe that, that every every single conflict that is going on in the world today is solvable, no matter how long or how intractable or how seemingly hopeless it may be. Everything is solvable. That's not to say that there isn't always going to be conflict in the world. There will be. That's that's I think that's. I don't know if it's human nature or if it's just the nature of life. Is that there there, there will always be conflict, but with, well, with with communication and with and with good intent, I I firmly believe that that, that every divide can be can be overcome. Absolutely, and I mean, there conflict is just sort of built into the. To me, if you're going to have a whole bunch of independent beings, you know, that are wanting to express themselves in their own independent way, there can't help but be a little friction here and there. I don't know mm-hmm. if we need to call it conflict. We maybe need new whole new vocabularies. Well, but yeah. but maybe even if it is different maybe we just need a, a different understanding of the word. Let's soften the word. it down. It's yeah. not a conflict. It's conflicting ideas. Right. And yeah. and and you get this you get into these situations where the governments of two powers that are at, at odds if they do this, we're not going to talk thing for a while. Then the the crevasse begins to seem so huge. It's like, I don't even understand them. I can't even talk to them. Well, that's the point. That's why you're having a conflict as opposed to 
delicious diversity is that you yeah. don't understand. Because if you understood, I think it would be, you know, we all want to go get a taco or whatever. For me, it's always tacos. It's got to be. <laughs> I, it's the only thing I could eat three meals a day for the rest of my life. But and, and, and nobody gets that about me either. And, and that's my point is that nobody's ever maybe going to understand that I could do that. But that's okay. And we got lots of restaurants. We got lots of plenty of room in the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? It's a big planet. It's, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you you don't ever want to talk to anybody in your town. You don't ever want to see anybody in your town that believes so and so. Fine, go there. Have that town. It's way over there. And we won't come. Why do we all have to be able to go everywhere? I couldn't even go in my parents' bedroom. It was okay. I survived. Really, I don't think I'm too damaged. <clears throat> Others would have a different different opinion, I'm sure, but but really, come on. It, it, and and we, like you said, you just can't get there if you can't talk. You just yeah. you just get a widening crevasse. It just gets wider, and and or at least looks wider because you just both hardening your point and you know thinking horrible things about the other one. Yeah. That don't perhaps have any bearing on reality. You know. And then when somebody says, you know, you know, that dude likes basketball. Everybody goes, no he doesn't. You're crazy. They're weird. They're not weird. They're humans. And well, yeah. I I don't know maybe that qualifies them as being weird. I'm pretty weird. Most of the humans <laughs> yeah. I know are pretty weird, but you know, hey, it's it's all right. We're it's our kind of weird. Yeah, weird is good. Weird is good. <laughs> So where can people find more information about what you're doing or uh, the Peace Factory that you're so excited about or where do we send people that are all excited? Because uh, I'm all excited. I want to do something right now. <laughs> uh, well, I, I don't have any websites or anything, but you can certainly find me uh, find me through the Peace Factory. Um, I'm part of the officially the Iran or Israel Loves Iran page, although I think they're all connected. Um uh, my Facebook, um, let me actually, I don't know the address of my Facebook. Um, it is, uh, let's see. Yeah, I never know my own phone number hardly. I, I, don't, call, I don't call myself much. Try, trying to go on yeah. um, I never know it. I usually so can I argue with myself it. without yeah. the need of phone. <laughs> So my Facebook address is, you know, facebook.com uh, backslash, backslash Adam Stein 613. So people are more than more than welcome to to friend me, and and I I love I love connecting with people and 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 uh, and, and sharing our lives together. So I guess that would be a, that would be a good place to start. Yeah, and exploring each other because that's really, you know, I. Some people that I have some very definite differences with, I have still had exciting experiences with. So what? We, you know, I I can't believe that they eat liver, but they do. And, <laughs> and we're still able to have a yeah, lot of fun I don't together. get that either. No, I, I, I just will never that. ever get that. But that's okay, you know. But that's okay. Yeah, we still you have know? fun. <clears throat> you know. 
Yep. Indeed. That was an interesting an interesting life lesson from my mother actually, who loved loved liver and onions. <laughs> um <laughs> and was determined that she was gonna have it at least twice a week. But she had the good grace, God bless her soul, to cook us something different. <laughs> she always Every time she made liver and onions, she would cook our favorite dinners. It was called Favorite Dinner Night. Oh, that's awesome. So everybody got their favorite. And that, that to me, is a phenomenal life lesson hidden in just a, a gigantically loving act of courtesy. It, with a little bit of, I'm going to take care of me too, thrown in. Yeah, yeah. As long, as long as I get to have my liver and onions, y'all can all have your favorite dish. And that's it's a big planet. We can all do that and, yeah. and, and still be yeah. as we want to be. And, uh, and you know, when we get together, we'll all have pizza or whatever it is we all like. See? So even the stay-at-home moms who, who, who never do anything can have a huge influence on the world. There you go. Just by being... Just by being, yep. I I think we're we're we often underestimate um, the the tremendous impact that we're all capable of of having, even in just the smallest of gestures. Uh, Absolutely. All right. Well, listen. I really appreciate your spending your uh, time, talent, and treasure with us. Uh, it's been a fantastic conversation. Uh, We'll have to check in with you in the in the future and see how the studies are going because that just sounds amazing and uh, I'm glad you're mm-hmm. doing it because now we can hear about it so well, I'm, I, I'm I can go do other stuff and I'll tell you yeah. about that and we'll, we'll get it all done. Great. Well, I, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you guys and and I would certainly love love to keep you keep you informed and, and talk with you again. Awesome. Awesome. Well, this is that part of the show where we used to tell you who's coming next, but since we record all this stuff now, we might be back. So um, <laughs> this is now the part of the show where we tell you, listen, drop by the website at everydayconnection.me and, uh, because it's all about me, no matter which one of us me's is reading it, and sign up for our mailing list. Uh, promise that we're not going to ever give away your emails and we're not going to send you a whole bunch uh, but we're going to try to keep you updated on what's going on and, and where we are because we've got some really expansive things that are going to be happening. So, um, Yeah, send you the odd connection clip. Don't forget to also stop by YouTube, check out connection clips. Uh, where we take a little snippet of brilliance from our shows and put them to a two-minute video and just, yeah, little yeah, wisdom, entertaining Jean's wisdom. Becoming um, an amazing video producer up there while y'all aren't looking. So start looking. <laughs> And, uh, of course, to make it easier now that we're shifting to a podcast, now is definitely the time to head on over to iTunes and look for Everyday Connection Radio and subscribe. And then your Everyday Connection stuff will be delivered to your iStuff the day after we post a show. Yeah. And you never have to, you know, find out when the next show is going to be because it will always be now. Yeah, right and we now. still have the schedule on the website that mostly will sort of indicate what's sort of coming when it's <laughs> coming. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, look, it's new for us, too. We don't know what even to say yet. So it's all going to be good. But, you know, but until we, we, we can uh, run a radio show now. Yeah, we because we, we didn't know how to run a radio show when we started running a radio show, and that went well. So here we go. 
Um, we can do it. Yeah. So until the next time that you uh, share time with us. To our mother, to each other, and especially to yourselves, stay connected. We hope you'll join us again next time. Until then, visit our website at everydayconnection.me. And please like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash everydayconnection. Think you might miss an episode? No problem. Subscribe to our show on iTunes by searching for Everyday Connection Radio. Subscriptions are free, just like your Everyday Connection. question of your life the only question before that question how do you find the perfect ring to ask it with with the incredible selection of diamonds at jared and our price match guarantee you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love visit your local jared store today and dare to be devoted we promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer see jared.com slash price match for details So you're ready to ask the biggest question of your life, the only question before that question. How do you find the perfect ring to ask it with? With the incredible selection of diamonds at Jared and our price match guarantee, you can dare to stop searching and find the perfect diamond at a price you'll love. Visit your local Jared store today and dare to be devoted. We promise to match any price on a like loose certified diamond of the same quality from any other jewelry retailer. See jared.com slash price match for details.